Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 156 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, welcome to this week's episode, guys. It's been a while since this guest has been on the podcast, but I am excited to welcome back our favorite astrologer, the official astrologer of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, Mecca Woods. If you are new here, Mecca has done several episodes for us, but she is an astro coach, okay? And you've seen her in Bustle, Essence, Pop Sugar. She has, she was on TLC as a host. Like, sis has receipts. But in this episode, we talk about, we kind of rehab on her predictions, and I'm doing air quotes on predictions, on the year that was 2020. We talk about SAG season because we're birthday twins. And then we also talk about um, her forecast for 2021. All right. I know people were excited about the new year because this year has been trying and challenging. Okay. And for first, I don't think Mecca and I ever got ratchet. So we tip our toes over into the ratchet side and we talk about the best signs that we had sexual encounters with. So you don't want to miss this conversation. So stick around for it. All right. Let's hop into pick of the week. This might be the first time that I'm awarding pick of the week to a ton of people, okay? (laughs) As you all know, we have a new president here in America. (laughs) We have President-elect Biden, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris, which is exciting, um, exciting it is it's such a relief right but let's go here are my pick of the weeks based off of that news number one negro damas himself our uh favorite responsible bff kg who said it was gonna be a blowout um biden won electoral vote by a lot he won the popular vote by a lot so negro damas was right yet again so shout out to kg another pick of the week um all the people who made the bomb memes, you guys were amazing. It was some anxiety as we had to wait a couple days before we had a winner declare, which was kind of like a first, I think, in modern times. For most of us, we're so used to a winner being declared election night that having to wait days was just such a new experience. So shout out to all the people who made the great memes, especially people who took the video clips, the sister act two clip, um, the Avengers clip, like (laughs) the creativity never ceases to amaze me and shout out lastly, and I'm going to make it personal to the ratcheteers in Detroit, to the ratcheteers in Philly, Philly, and to the ratcheteers in Atlanta. Y'all came through with them votes to help us flip a few states out there and get this done. So again, shout out to everybody. We made it through this week, (laughs) hopefully on to better times. All right. And housekeeping. Um, I really want, and it's been years and I still ain't done it, but I really kind of want to get, but that requires more editing and that's probably why I don't do it. But I would like some sound effects. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe we'll, we'll try for season nine. (laughs) Anywho, housekeeping, feedback from episode 155, therapy, church, and sex with the problematic fave, Brian. Uh, So many of you said thank you. This is just the laugh we needed for this week, which I would agree. Someone said, you know what? (laughs) 
therapy seems like it might work on Brian. I'm staying hopeful. And so I am with you guys that I am going to stay hopeful that therapy will work on our problematic fave. All right. And also this week I was a guest over on the Hear Ye podcast. Um, super dope, um, episode with Tan and B. Um, and I'm told, I told them already, I'm totally going to steal this idea. They did like a virtual tour and they did seven stops on different podcasts. Um, and so I was there last stop for their tour in Baltimore. I thought it was such a cute idea. I told them I'm stealing it. So if you want to check me out on that episode, the link is in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. It's in my Instagram bio link. So you have many opportunities to check it out. But it was so funny because I felt so old because they wanted me to talk about people. And I'm like, who are these people? I don't know. But I had to Google. But I think it still turned out to be a really fun episode. All right. And lastly... Lastly, lastly, uh, Boonies Black Friday shopping guide. This year's guide dropped already. I want it to be early to give small business owners space and grace, especially if um, the U.S. Postal Service uh, does not rectify some of their issues that they've been having with delivery. Um, I did want to give them an opportunity for everyone to start their shopping early. So this is the fifth annual Boonies Black Friday Shopping Guide. It features over 55 Black-owned businesses, help you find the perfect gift, maybe for you, if you want to treat yourself, or as you're doing your holiday shopping as we move into this season. So again, that link is over in the show notes. It is also on thebooniebreakdown.com. But if you just want to go to it now, it's bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash 2020 Boonie Black. Um, and you can just also head on over to the booniebreakdown.com. It's the fastest way to get to it. <laughs> and you guys know my weekly appeal for reviews. You guys have been killing it with the five stars over in the purple app on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you're new here and you're like, what are you talking about, Booney? Um, it's a great way for me to get feedback from you guys. And you guys can let everyone else know how much you enjoy the Booney Breakdown. So if you listen on any Apple device, iPad, iPod, iPhone, MacBooks, you can open that purple podcast app. Search for the Booney Breakdown. Select the Booney Breakdown. Scroll down where it says tap to rate. Hit those five stars and you're done. Want to go the extra mile? You could type some words and I love you for it. So we always are in the market for more five-star reviews. We ran a campaign to get to 100. We did it. I might run another one just because ask not, want not. All right. (laughs) And when sharing this episode, I love it when you guys put it in your Insta stories or you tweet us about it. So please continue to do that. Be sure to use the hashtag the Booney Breakdown and the hashtag pod in. And uh, still not following us, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Booney Breakdown on Twitter, just at Booney Breakdown. I love, 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 love interacting with you guys. Um, we have a good time, especially over on Instagram. So be sure to follow us there at the Bonico Breakdown. So that is it for me. And let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys, it's your girl, Booney, and I'm excited because we have back with us our favorite astrologer here. So, hey, Mecca. Hey, hey, y'all. I was just, yeah, look, I just realized it had been like a year since you've been on. That's like the longest you've gone. You know, I, I, 
it's wow i can't even believe that because but i can also believe it you know like time has no concept to me at, at this point anymore <laughs> right you know like between looking at charts and looking at dates going back and forth back and forth and then you know just the whole quarantine everything i, I don't i don't know what day it is anymore <laughs> yeah it is so hard like unless it's some type of marker like of what's going on you're right i'm like what day is it right yeah i, I have no idea um so like today i knew because i'm like oh this popped up on my calendar you have to record a podcast tonight <laughs> <laughs> right yeah like if i don't write things down it's, it's completely it's gone oh absolutely um so you're my birthday twin my sag sister hey. and sag season is almost here i know <laughs> big this is a really big sag season to be honest oh wow yeah. tell us more tell us more so this year we get eclipses for our birthday and eclipses are really super super powerful um new moons and full moons that tend to like coincide with big changes. So during the time of an eclipse, um, it's not uncommon to like get like a big promotion or oh. to get married or to have oh. a baby or to oh, you know relocate. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a lot of, so like for, for the Gemini's Sagittarius, Pisces and Virgos um, are going to be feeling these eclipses the most. And if you have those signs strong in your chart, like Virgo moon, uh, Pisces rising, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like the, these are, those are the four signs that are going to feel these eclipses. I mean, everyone will, but because it's happening in Gemini and Sagittarius, um, we are going to get um, yeah, most of the action. So you just said Gemini, Pisces, Virgo, and Sags. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm gonna be hit hard. <laughs> so, oh. so you know, for Sages, like right now, um, I would say like with the Gemini eclipses is going to be landing in our partnership zone. So relationships um, over the next, uh, I would say, usually, well, the ecl- an eclipse cycle usually runs for about 18 months so the first one that we had in Sagittarius was back in June okay June 5th um the next one we have is November 30th uh that's in Gemini and then December 14th on our birthday we on get our birthday yes okay because I am definitely a sag sun Virgo moon yes yes so yeah so you're definitely going to be feeling um the energy of this eclipse very strongly so like um, for Sagittarius in general, this, this Gemini eclipse on November 30th is landing in our partnership zone. Um, and then the Sagittarius eclipses that are coming through, because there'll be more next year. So like in mm-hmm. May, June, December of next year, there'll be more Gemini Sagittarius eclipses. Um, so our first house, which is the house of me, right? Um, how you, you like your self-image, you know, how people see you, how you approach the world and interact with the world around you. Um, that is undergoing a big change, right? So okay. some Sagittarius might decide like, hey, you know, I don't feel as healthy as I, I as I would like to. Let me start doing things where I can start taking better care of myself. You oh, know? shit. I've just felt, I just said that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So this could be, this could come along. So this, these Sagittarius eclipses for us could come along with like some big lifestyle changes oh, um, that help us to um you know feel better in our bodies you know look better and all of that on the inside and out um at the same time because our partnership zone is getting 
um, activated too by these eclipses. Some Sagittarius could find themselves, you know, leaving a partnership if that partnership has run its course and it's like, you know, I'm ready to, you know, go. Um, but because most Sagittarians, we don't like to give up our freedom, you know, when it comes to <laughs> partnership, you know, like, yeah, I'm listening on that part too. Like what? <laughs> um, because a lot of us don't, you know, we, we, we're, you know, we can be commitment phobic. Uh, these Gemini eclipses are definitely going to challenge us, you know, to get over that commitment phobia, uh, whether it is a romantic partnership, whether it is with, uh, you know, like business partnerships or relationships, like, all relationships um, that are significant are going to be uh, put under the microscope or under these Gemini eclipses. And okay. it's really going to force us to kind of like look at like the people that we need to keep, you know, or, or where we need to be more open hearted um, or even some cases where we need to be more selective. Cause like, even with Sagas, like, even though we have like uh, that <laughs> commitment phobia at times, <laughs> um, we can also be very big hearted, you know, and very like, oh, I'm just, you know, jumping into like new relationships without giving it a whole lot of thought. And that's, you know, that's part of what it is to be like a Sag, right? It's like, yeah. you know, adventure and, and, you know, excitement and, you know, what's next, what's coming, you know, but sometimes we can have a hard time with like, opening up and, and, you know, taking people for a ride with us that really shouldn't be on, you know, in, in the car, you know, or, or, you know, on, on the trip, I should say. And so these eclipses are going to be asking us to be a little bit more selective. I think this is, this year in general has been asking everybody in general has to be more selective about relationships across the board. Yeah. I, I, I remember you were, so two things first. For people, this might be your first introduction to Mecca. She's been on the podcast before, as I've said. So if you want to go back, you can listen to episode 5, 40, 73, and 119. <laughs> okay? So because I don't, I don't want people who are sitting here like, what the hell are you talking about? Okay? Because we do kind of go below the surface of astrology, not just like, you know, your sun sign. So if Wait. you're listening, because I, you know, I knew this before Mecca, but she's reinforced this several times. You're like, how do I know my moon? How do I find out these things? So where can they go just very briefly to get their chart? Right. So you can go, you can download an app called Time Passages, um, which is really great for put like learning what your birth chart looks like and figuring out like where your sun and your moon, your rising and all of that is. Um, there's a website called astro.com that you can also go to. Um, there's an, another app called sanctuary. Um, the only app that I tell people that I don't really suggest is CoStar because sometimes with CoStar, the uh, calculations are off and okay. sometimes people will get, a wrong moon sign or, you know, like sometimes their chart will be off. So, uh, time passages, astro.com sanctuary. Um, and then there's another one called astro dash charts.com. So those places are where you can go and get your chart for free. Thank you. Yeah. So, and it's funny because I act, well, I already knew my chart, so I knew CoStar was right, but CoStar mm -hmm. is like, it's, it's designed well, I feel like. So it's why a lot of people do that. Yeah, in terms I think, of the aesthetic, I'll say that. I think uh, for people who are not, um, I guess, astrology heads like like I am, mm -hmm. um, I think the aesthetic is appealing because when you look at a chart the way that we look at them, which is the big wheel, and you know it has like the you know the, all these lines and things like that, people get very overwhelmed. So I think CoStar does kind of like 
to some degree make it a little bit more accessible, but it also kind of takes away some of the key elements of looking at a chart that people do need to learn. So gotcha. um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a purist. <laughs> That's fair. Purist. Yes. It's your shit. I get it. Right. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so, I will say this in the last episode you were here on that was episode 119 and we were talking about a conversation for prepping for 2020 mm-hmm. yes <laughs> <laughs> what a year this has been and I feel like what you said um it was it and I'm not I, I hate using like true untrue like you're not a psychic right like right. but it was very good advice to prep people for the year that this has been. And you said it was going to be struggles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I'm going to ask you now, <laughs> what is 2021 looking like in the stars? So if 2020 um, showed us what is broken and uh, what needs to change, um, you know, irrevocably. 2021 is where we actually start to need to like actually doing the work to implement the the changes that need to be made. So 2021, um, this is, I won't say that it's going to be, um, you know, bells and like, you know, unicorns and things of that nature, Um, Because there still is a lot of work to do from where we are right now. And I think it's important for folks not to lose hope. Um, I think that's been one of the biggest challenges for me as an astrologer, you know, in in terms of like trying to translate all of this like complex stuff, you know, and kind of like bad bad news, you know, to people (laughs) um, so that people don't lose hope and get frustrated because, you know, everybody's like, when is this going to be over? You know, yeah. when are we going to, you know, when are we going to be able to like, you know, get back to, to our lives? And the thing is, is that we're not going back to the lives that we know, you know, like. And, and that's a key you know, point because I wanted like the quote you, you said in that episode was 2020 is a year where we're all going to redefine what success means to us. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like legacy and I, I do feel like that is true because early in the year with the pandemic, everything, life as we knew it, flipped upside down. Mm-hmm. People's livelihoods were changed. People who were business owners had to pivot. That was the word of the year. How can I keep this money flowing? How can I keep doing things? And I think it re- made people realize like success doesn't have to always look the way we've been told it's going to look. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest things um, that I've found that people really struggled with over the year, you know, um, you know, outside of just like the anxiety around pandemic and, you know, losing loved ones and things of that nature. um, I think the thing that people really struggled with was the being still, Mm -hmm. you know, not having a whole bunch of stuff to do, not being in the space of being like, you know, hyperproductive and, you know, having all this stuff going on and going out and, you know, like people really, really struggled with that sense of like, chill, (laughs) you know, take a, take a, take a seat, you know, like now's not a time for doing and doing and doing. And it was really interesting to see like how, just how much people really struggled with that. 
Um, even down to the idea of like, you know, career, you know, cause a lot of people of course got laid off, unfortunately. And, yeah. um, you know, people, like you said, had to like figure out like, you know, entrepreneurs, like, you know, how am I going to be able to make money and you know, what, you know, what, in what ways do I need to change my business model, you know, in order for me to be able to, to stay afloat. And I think with that in itself, people's kind of being able to see like, you know, it, it wasn't really so bad to like have a career that you hated like be taken from you you know mm. and, granted, and granted like you know I'm not saying that lightly because I know like you know if you lose a paycheck if you lose income like that's stress you know bills need to be paid mouths need to be fed so it's not an easy you know like I don't say this like with like sort of like a cavalier like oh well attitude but on some levels you know the the work that people lost Oh, the companies that crumbled in some ways, like it was kind of necessary for them to do that because now it opens up a path for people to actually pursue a path that they might actually really want to go in, a, you know, that they couldn't before. Um, and then, you know, with some of these companies, especially now, since a lot of people are being like taken to task, you know, for having like a fate, you know, for, for like, a, how can I put it? Like, presenting your company as one way but then when you see peel back the curtain you realize like they're actually like a shitty company you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean like there, there's been a lot of those stories like over the over this past year too which i think is also great because again like everything all these things that are happening now and that have been ha happening over the past several months everything's interconnected so you can't just have like one industry that's falling apart or like one part of the country or one part of the world is falling apart without recognizing that everything you know need is is interconnected and everything needs to to change yes so where we are right now is a really you know it's scary you know it's scary it's 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 stressful um, like I said, you know, before we started recording, I was saying, like, you know, if you if you're a black or indigenous in this country, I feel like this should be like we should just take all the rest of the 2020. We off, do. I said know? this. I said this to my friends where I was just like, oh my god, I feel like everyone black <laughs> needs to take 30 days off, like the whole month of December. That's it. Like, right? I'm tired. I don't. We don't need to do anything else for this country. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, you know, and the fact that, you know, we, you, you, they call us every time they need votes for something like, mm. you know, I, I'm, the fact that people are still functioning, you know, and still able to laugh and find joy and do anything, you know, just speaks to the power of what it means to be black in, in America. Yeah. And, you know, I, my, my thing right now is like, now that we know what needs to be done, um, and now that white America, um, for the ones, and, and I mean more so for the ones that uh, all do want to see some change, but, you know, <laughs> they took a long time to get on board <laughs> because they thought that we were making shit up you know like those whites you for, know for centuries um, like, or like oh. late to the party yeah which, you know I, I sometimes i go back and forth with being being really angry and frustrated with them to like all right come on let's let's go let's just get this work done um but it, it, it's just really funny to kind of see like um 
now they're like, oh, you guys you were right telling the time. truth. You weren't lying. It wasn't figments of our imagination. Right. Like it is, right. it is, and it's, it's, it's actually wild. And, and, and like you said, a little insulting to watch because it's like, for real, right. Like right. for real. And it really took a pandemic for, for everything to pause for this to get the attention of people who've been denying it and ignoring it for forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, it is. And, and, that, and I would say just in terms of like going into 2021, like, you know, that that is going to be really the biggest theme for 2021 is recognizing like there cannot there can no longer be the attitude of I'm just looking out for myself. You know, there can no longer be the attitude of, oh, it's not my problem. Oh, you know, let, you know, the other, like, let them figure it out. Like, there's no more of that anymore. Um, Going forward, as we go into December, um, when Saturn, the planet of, of work and responsibility, and Jupiter, the planet of growth and abundance, both move into Aquarius, which is the sign that has to do with community. Mm. Um when they get there in December, because they're going to be there uh, all of 2021, it's going, the focus is going to be on community and, 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 you know, rallying with your neighbors and your friends and, you know, people, because it's going to be the strength in numbers. Like if we're going to get the, the changes done and the things that need to happen, happen, it really is going to be about the strength in numbers and not just like, you know, the whole, like, solo effort and you know i'm just looking out for me and you know all of that shit like that that's a done that's wrap that's a wrap that's interesting yeah that is interesting because i feel like is that going to be um a, a, a difficult task for people given some of the things that have um haven't transpired this year right where you're Mm. you're like i've kind of retreated into a shell a little bit so for the people who might have taken that course of action to then um you know try to shift to rely on community and focus on community yeah that you know i think that'll be interesting yeah i definitely think that there will be um you know uh work in that regard and effort you know that that needs to be put forth um, but that, you know, that's also the Jupiter story too, because Jupiter is about um, learning, you know, like uh, pu- pushing ourselves beyond like our limits or like what we know, you know, as a means yeah. of like enriching ourselves. And that's, the, you know, so that's what we essentially do because Jupiter is our, our ruling planet. And that's what we do <laughs> all the time. You know, we're constantly like putting ourselves out there and putting ourselves in new situations and searching and learning and picking up stuff. And like, that's how we grow, you know, and we're able to share that wisdom with other people. And so when we talk about this Jupiter and Aquarius story, you know, a lot of it is going to be like, you know, growth through the community and, and learning that it's not just about, you know, the, the, the me, but it's about the, the we, you know, because yeah. both, both essentially go hand in hand. And just because people always are afraid of it and we always kind of drop this on here as you're planning for 2021. Um, I mean, as much as you can these days, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Mercury goes retrograde three times in 2021. I already looked it up because I was trying to think ahead. Like, okay, if we are able to safely gather and I can do some live shows, I was trying to block out the dates that I shouldn't do. (laughs) (laughs) So that is why I know that ladies and gentlemen, because I was trying to be forward thinking, but you know, as as the, 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 if you're new to the astrology space and as Mecca has told us over the years, like, 
don't be afraid of mercury retrograde just plan yeah. for it just plan yeah. for it so i will say that the good news you know is that we won't have a whole um you know gamut of planets and planets retrograde next year like the way that we did this year is this year everybody oh my god was it retrograde. was like six or seven at the same time right at one point, <laughs> right, right like venus uh was retrograde at the start of the year um and i believe that was like from april to june then um mars started retrograde in september and we're finishing it on november 13th and then in between that you know all the other planets including mercury were also retrograde so retrogrades if anyone doesn't know is basically meaning you know retro retrospect looking backwards or moving backwards so anytime planets are retrograde it's a time when we are being really pushed to slow down and like mm-hmm. reassess or reevaluate redo things um, you know, reconnecting with people, which is probably why a lot of people were hearing from their exes, you know, all this year, <laughs> you know, and people, and, you know, I, I guess some of it was also pandemic related. Cause you know, people were like, Oh yeah. shit, you know, like, I gotta gonna, reach out to what I know. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, trying to like, you know, uh, you know, extend those olive branches. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, the, the retrograde planets also, you know, do p- bring back people from the past. Uh, so, um, you know, that's also why things have been moving very, very slow and why it's been seeming like, like, you know, you take two steps forward, two steps back. Like, it's just been very stop, start, stop, start all this year. So next year, um, we luckily won't have all of those retrogrades the way that we did this year, which um, should mean that we should have uh, some level of, like, forward momentum. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to change gears a little bit. I feel like we've already been responsible for this episode. So let's get a little ratchet. Okay. (laughs) So my listeners, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that um, over the last couple of weeks, I've been joking a lot about how terrible people Gemini men and Sagittarius (laughs) men are. Mecca is not new to this. I have told her many times how I feel about Gemini men. (laughs) And I, I threw in Sagittarius men because I think I had made the connection that like Jay-Z was a Sagittarius and he, and what he did to Beyonce, you know, uh, Offset is a Sagittarius and what he did to Car Like, uh, so I, I, it was like, he's, a, he's also our birthday twin. He is our birthday twin. <laughs> so it was just like, I noticed the string of Sagittarius men with these famous women. And I'm like, uh, I, I feel like Sag men give, give Sag such a bad rap. <laughs> They do. Like, I feel like, like when people when people talk about like oh I fucking hate sages. They're like, talking about, talk the, about men. the men. Yes, <laughs> and that's why I give grace to Gemini women because when I'm saying Gemini's are trash, I always am talking about the men. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. so I do feel like that is why people talk bad about Sagittarius's, <laughs> and it is the men's fault. I completely blame them, but I do know it is it is a. it's the fun side it's lighthearted, but at the same time you don't want to use um zodiac signs to stereotype people Mm -hmm. unless they're gemini men but (laughs) (laughs) you don't want to do it um and so i saw this meme and i saved it because i was like i gotta ask mecca when she comes on it was like dating them isn't for the week and this was the list june gemini's November Scorpios, Capricorn men, Aquarius men, Pisces men, Taurus women, Sagittarius, 
Leos and Aries. And I'm like, well, damn, y'all just named a whole motherfucking Zodiac sign, first of all. Right. But I felt in there, there were a few that were truthful. Do Uh, you have thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are Libras on there? They did not have Libras on there. Oh, see, now I'm sus. I'm suspect see? about that list because Libras should be like number two on there. No, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Libras. I love y'all, but but the men, I'm sorry, really drive me crazy. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. June Gemini's. I just if we're like, talking it don't about June, May, whatever, Gemini's. <laughs> <laughs> I will forever die on that hill. <laughs> well, you know, you know why Gemini's make you crazy because they hit your moon all wrong. That Virgo moon, Virgo yeah. and Gemini don't don't vibe very well. Um, they they don't. Yeah, I can I can see why they make you crazy because because your Virgo <laughs> moon is trying to make sense of their 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 madness. Like they have a method to their madness, but the Virgo in you is like, this like, is what are you doing? Right. This is yes. This is irresponsible and, and, or, um, it's just not like nonsensical. Like it doesn't make sense. So I get it. Um, oh, I don't know. November Scorpios. Well, if we talk about November Scorpios, they would, they would fall on the Sag side of things. So you would have a Sag Scorpio blend. I mean, <laughs> that could get real thotty. <laughs> While we're talking about Scorpios, here's the thing I also feel like it, it, the stereotype of Scorpios is that they're these super hypersexual, the best sex in the Zodiac, and I don't think that's fair. No. Here's the thing. Was, you know, they, get the, they do get that, but I've, I've had Scorpios before who are very, like, trash in bed very very trash and who get who should not be scorpio and actually should give up the scorpio title <laughs> honestly um <laughs> give it so, up some of, no but i'll tell you some of the the best signs that i've had before in insects um aries okay um leo oh yeah so so, the fellow, so so basically the fellow fire signs yeah i will co-sign leo i've um, never i don't think I, no i've not done an aries no, oh, you should. I will put it on my list. <laughs> I'm like, that's fine. I'm right on top of that road. I'm like, you should. You should get on that. But um, I will co-sign Leo. <laughs> um, let's see. Pisces has been pretty good. Okay. Uh, to me. Um, Libra. I was well, gonna, I was going to say, I know you, we talked about, you talked about them bad earlier, but I will I give two thumbs up to Libras as well. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they, you know, when it comes to sex, I'll say that they do actually like they bring it like they, cause they, they do. cause the thing is that they want to make sure that you're, you're having a good time too. Yeah. They're not, they're not selfish lovers. Um, so I, I appreciate them. I'm trying to think who else. Um, Okay. Aries, Leo, Libra so far. Well, I know well, you hate look, them. Oh, Gemini, you're going to say it. I can't even. Oh, but here's don't okay. Say it, no, Becca. wait. I'll say it. Gemini, <laughs> they, they give good sex. They give good sexting and okay. like video, video. Well, you, you know, know what? I will actually say that because I have gone down that, um, that digital rabbit hole with a Gemini man. <laughs> and but I can't get past it because then he pisses me the fuck off and I'm just like, oh I cannot do anything with you in real life. Um so yeah, but you're right. The sexting, the videos, the creativity with their 
um they just don't send dick pics it's like videos it's very i will give them thumbs up for that yeah yes but then what they about, get on my nerves what about the earth signs have you had a Cap- capricorn so like i'm about caps. to say mine i will say um <laughs> definitely daddy. leo men i will mm-hmm. give it to libra aquarius okay okay yeah that was good <laughs> and i am okay so for the earth signs i'm about to talk a little shit all right go taurus was a no for me Mm. no 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 was Taurus lazy so I think it was just very uh robotic mm. mm-hmm. it was yeah. just okay yeah and then, they, then it they wasn't kind of get stuck in that comfort zone. yeah I think they just had their but my I am dabbling in the Capricorn field right now tell me how that's going this my word <laughs> you know <laughs> I was just very shocked because you know sometimes our Sagittarius fire can scorch earth mm-hmm. I feel like that is definitely the case with the tar situation like I bust up in the room my passion and <laughs> my fire it scorches the whole thing <laughs> this right. Capricorn situation I came in ready to like light the room on fire mm-hmm. but their the grounding of his earth sign was just like chill out <laughs> I got this. I love caps. Yeah, I do. I, I they never, have. Oh. They have. Uh, they have very like big, big, you know, zaddy vibes. Oh, um, that, I think that's the thing you just said. It like it's a motherfucking manly ass man. Like I just, <laughs> I I just was not prepared for that situation. Yeah, you know, it's funny with with earth signs is that um a lot of people peg earth signs as being like boring specifically capricorn because like caps they're born very late in the year and like there's kind of this energy like the later that you're born in the year the more i guess not i guess mature um and that's not to say that like you don't have like immature like you know caps and sages and you know aquarians or whatever running around but it's there's this there's this idea that the that the later that you're born in the year there's a sense of like you know, kind of been there, done that in, in okay. some regard. And so Capricorns, you know, have very like, they, they're, how can I put it? They're like Benjamin Button. You know, oh, they're, they're, they're like- born, they're born with really old souls and they're kind of like little, like old people, but like ah. the older they get, the younger they get. It's really interesting to see, especially like with cat men, like, um, and you, you can even say it with the women too. Like I, I've no, I've been noticing that with like Mary J. Blige, you know, cause she's a Capricorn and you see like her photos and like her pictures, like, like True. she's like aging backwards. Right. Yeah. True. Okay. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I am pleasantly surprised by the Capricorn situation. Yeah. I think I was and a little it, hesitant because of my situation with the Tauruses, <laughs> but yeah, Capricorn. Yeah, Cap, Cap. You know, and 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 your know, Earth can be very lusty. It is because I mean, it's, because it's all the sen- the the physical, you know, the senses and because the body the, and all of that. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing I felt like I experienced with the Aquarius. Like it was the fire and the air. It just made a bigger fire. Like it, it just. So I wasn't expecting that from a Capricorn, but it is a very intense situation. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I I'm, I am, you know, I'll, I'll proudly do Booney approved on Capricorn. <laughs> Booney approved. Cap, cap, cap. I love so it. So I, I look, I have a question. Yes. And I know you're going to love this one. 
<laughs> circling back. Someone, a listener asked, they submitted this question via Instagram and it says, why do you have to treat Gemini men like shit for them to love you back? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a good <laughs> you know, here's the thing with Gemini's is that they like to push the, the envelope. You know what I mean? Like they like to see how much they can kind of get away with. They almost, mm-hmm. in, a, in a way, like they're like mischievous children, you know? Um, and so I usually find that the people who can keep up with Gemini's are either also kind of mischievous, like have that mischievous sort of energy naturally. Okay. Or it's a situation where, yeah, if you do kind of like go hot and cold on them or like you said, like treat them like shit (laughs) and kind of, it's kind of like give them some like hard limits, you know, or like some hard nose, like it does kind of kind of whip them into shape to some okay yeah yeah okay well there i hope that helps you um sis because (laughs) i had nothing for you but yeah i I, you know i i think it's always funny because we taught you mentioned charts and how all of the placements and things um play a part of the totality of you right so Mm -hmm. even though everyone focuses on the sun sign because it's easy to say I'm a Sagittarius. Um, that it's like how Mecca's been pointing out, like, oh, because I'm I have Virgo Moon, that's why I, I might clash so much with Gemini men. So, yeah, I really advise you all to pull up your chart and just save it as a favorite picture on your phone, because <laughs> <laughs> that's where mine was for the longest time until I just memorized. Like then I knew everything by heart. Like I had it saved as a favorite in my phone. Yeah, the more the more you look at your chart, the more comfortable you get with it, and you can kind of like rattle it off eventually. Yeah, 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 totally. All right, our next listener question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we kind of dabbled in this a little bit. Why don't Sagittarius men grow up? <laughs> Ooh. Um. Well, here's the thing. The thing with Sag men is that if you, um. How can I put it? Life is an adventure when we talk about like, you know, that Sag energy. And so Sages by nature are just always like up for the next adventure, you know, Mm -hmm. always up for like the next big thing. And if you're someone who is a little bit more grounded and doesn't really care for a lot of of that, like, you know, coming and going and you know um now I'm here now you're not like you know like that kind of stuff um it will it will make it seem like they're uh immature and I can say like the best way like if you are trying to make it work with a sag man um the best way that you can is by being open to the new things it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like um just let him like run roughshod over you or um, that you can't have like your limits or your, you know, your hard nose or your boundaries. But it does mean that like, you know, you have to be, you know, kind of like open to trying new things or have a little adventure, a little spark, you know, a fire within you. Otherwise, like, you know, we can get really bored and and that's when we start checking out and and going and (laughs) looking at, you know, other pastures, Um, (laughs) grazing in somebody else's pasture. Uh, But, but yeah, you know, we all kind of have like a little bit of a, like a Pollyanna (laughs) kind of (laughs) 
kind of syndrome where we are just really like inspired and you know like oh wow look you know we 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 love the idea of like learning and traveling and just learning and seeing as much as we possibly can yes we and do. we always approach it from this place of like wow this this is just something that is just blowing my socks off and if you can share those moments with us we'll love you for life honestly perfect synopsis yes <laughs> <laughs> All right. The next one was, I am an earth sun with water, moon, and rising. Why do I love fire signs? It sounds like you don't have any fire in your chart. If you, if you, if you, whatever element you lack in your chart, um, you tend to gravitate to that either uh, consciously seeking people out um, who have that element in their chart or subconsciously. So for example, in my chart, I'm all fire and all air. I have very, very little water, little to no water in my chart. And from friends to family to people that I date to uh, colleagues, you know, everybody that uh, I draw into my orbit um, are people who have a heavy amount of water in their chart. Yeah. And the same thing. So if you have nothing but earth and water, um, and I don't know what the rest of your chart you know, looks like you could possibly have maybe have some fire in there uh, with maybe like your Venus or your Mars or something. But um, that sounds like you're gravitating to fire because you don't have any in your chart. Oh my God, our charts are very similar too. I don't have any, hardly any water either. Um, so people who don't know, so the water signs are Pisces, Cancer, Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Um, your earth signs are Taurus, Virgo, Capricorn, Mm-hmm. Air is Aquarius, Gemini, Libra, mm-hmm. and then your fire signs are Aries, Leo, Sagittarius. Right. So yeah, I'm the same way. I have a good amount of fire, um, air, and earth, but I don't have any water. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I have a little sprinkling of earth in my chart too. Um, but yeah, the people. Well, it, it never fails. Like. Even when, even when I think I'm like, oh, I'm not trying, like, it, uh, they'll, you know, people with strong water in their chart always shows up. So that, that's pretty much the answer to that. And that also <laughs> applies to people that press our buttons too. Like mm. when it comes to people who like get under our skin, um, especially when we talk about like, <laughs> like we just don't like, I hate those signs, you know, like, I, hate, <laughs> you know, I can't think Libras, you know, it's usually because there's something in our chart that we either lack or we're not like, like we haven't integrated that, that sign, you know, we haven't, or learned the lesson of that sign well enough. So we, we gravitate to these people, um, kind of on a subconscious level in order to learn that lesson. Got it. Okay. Um, next one, it was two more questions. So (laughs) this one, I am a cancer woman. I am talking to a Libra man. Are we compatible or not? Nah? <laughs> well, um, I would say, you know, on popular astrology, cancer Libra is, in, is not compatible. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't make it work. I, I always shy away from like giving hard no's and yeses when it comes to compatibility, because it really depends on the maturity of the people involved. Like as a cancer, um, you know, technically cancer is, you know, sensitive and emotional and, you know, you, you deal in the realm of feelings, right? Whereas Libra being an air sign is more about the rational and the logic. 
where I think Cancer and Libra can sort of like uh, overlap or find some level of like understanding is the fact that Cancer is very um, typically nurturing and family oriented. Libra is partnership oriented. Okay. And so when you put those two together, especially, you know, with Cancer and Libra, like they, they tend to think of other people before themselves. So if you bring, if they bring that same energy to a partnership, you know, a romantic partnership, it can, it can on some level be a nice match if, you know, they're remembering to kind of like keep each other, um, like being thoughtful of one another, right? Um, I think though where there will be friction is that Libra might feel that cancer is too emotional and cancer might feel that Libra is too cold. So there Mm -hmm. might need to be some, um, some compromise and communication, of course, you know, um, between the two of you in order to make sure that things um, run smoothly. But I think where you can learn from each other is that Libra can definitely learn to tap more into the, uh, you know, the emotional side and you can learn to also kind of like detach from your emotions from time to time as well. Got it. And the last listener question Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and it's funny because I don't really know anything about um this particular one, but mm-hmm. what is the deal with cancer men? Please explain help Mecca. <laughs> 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 so and it's so funny because I've never dealt with a cancer man. Um, but my mom is a cancer and I always have pegged them as very emotional. And I know sometimes my mom says like I hurt her feelings mm-hmm. um with my bluntness and my directness. And so I've always just like, oh my God, cancers are emotional. But, and my best friend is, one of my best friends is a cancer. Um, but beyond that, I don't really know anything. Um, can't, yeah, can't, I mean, cancers are emotional, but that's just part of the story. The other part of the story is that they're very self-protective. So if you are trying to date one um, and they're being kind of closed off with you, sometimes you might need to kind of like back off a bit and kind okay. of let them come to you in your own time um, rather than trying to like be too too in their face or too available or too like, you know, like they, they let them cling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when it comes to cancers um, and, I, and I love my cancer folks, but they're, they're the ones who love being needed, you know, mm-hmm. and they love when you're a bit of a challenge for them and when they can kind of like, be the ones to kind of chase you down a little bit, you know, um, when you're coming on too strong or like trying to like, you know, it, it, it just makes them retreat into the shell. So the way that you deal with, and and, and then with cancer men sometimes, and, and I find that this is also true, like water sign men in general, um, is that because we live in a society that often frowns upon, and luckily, you know, this, is starting to change because of all the talk that we've been talking about in terms of like toxic masculinity and like how it's not only harms like, you know, women, you know, and, and, and those who are like feminine or, or, or children, but it also harms, you know, um, people that identify as masculine, you know, men as well. And, you know, when we talk about water sign men, cancer, Pisces, Scorpio, they typically are not allowed to tap into that feminine side because 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 water is feminine you know it's it's receptive it's it's intuitive it's not like hard and aggressive you know it's it's more considered more feminine energy 
And so it's, it's nurturing, you know, it, it wants to bond really, um, really strongly, you know, with other people. Um, okay. And of course, like lives in the emotional realm. So when men aren't allowed to tap into that feminine side, they become, you know, hyper masculine. And that's when they can kind of like project their feelings or, or project the feminine, that feminine side out onto their partners. So you become the hyper emotional one. You become, you know, the, the quote unquote, the crazy and irrational one because you're trying <laughs> to like get them to like open up and own their feelings and, you know, talk to you and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's also kind of like a gender, unfortunately, like a gender role situation too, that when, 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 when cancer men or water sign men aren't allowed to express that feminine energy, they often project it onto their, you know, their, their partners. And that's when things get really tricky because it's like, no, but you need to own those feelings. You need to like, you know, like you need to have like, that can't be my, my job to, to do the emotional work or the emotional labor for you. Damn, that's so interesting. Yeah. Like they flip it back on you. And so you feel out of sorts <laughs> because mm-hmm. they can't be who they are. Oh right, my God. Right. Or they, you know, or they do that thing where they get really silent and then you're like, Oh, just talk to me. Just, you know, tell me what's going on. You know, like, and you're like losing it when it's their shit. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. you, you, you could probably be very calm and, and like have a conversation or whatever with them but because they're not willing to own up to the fact that they were hurt by something (laughs) like, like, you know, like, Oh, wow. That, you know, that really hurt me. Or, you know, like how, how women do like, we're the ones who will be like, Oh man, that shit hurt me. You know, that made me cry or whatever the case may be because we're women and we're, we're sort of socialized to be the more emotional ones. But when you, and, and I, And then the reason why I'm laughing is because I've dealt with so many water sign men because hello, I have no water in my chart. So, (laughs) so I, I, I know like they, they, when they're not tapped into that feminine energy in a healthy way, they definitely make you own that for them. And it's, and it's tough to deal with because you're like, fuck, am I crazy? Am I losing it? And it's, and and you're not, it's them needing to own their shit and to, to speak up and say like, oh, this shit hurt me, or I'm upset, or, you know, whatever the case may be, and being vulnerable, instead of, like, you know, pulling that, that toxic male shit. Yeah, I'm like, fuck that, I can't do that. (laughs) Right, and so, like, no, and, and so, like, for me, because I, my moon is in Aquarius, and I don't, and I, I I already have issues with, like, my own vulnerability, (laughs) you know, like, and and feeling my own feelings, I'm not, I, I, and I end up like running away because I'm like, I'm not going to fucking own your feelings. Like I'm not doing that. You do that. Yeah. I absolutely cannot do that. Wow. Well, that's interesting. Those are our listener questions. So <laughs> I hope uh, that answered your questions. And if you need a little bit more then you just need to go ahead and book Miss Mecca for a reading. Yes. 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 So, yes. all right, Mecca, if you can tell everyone where they can find you on the internet, on social media, um, how they can get a reading, etc. Sure. Uh, you can find me on my website, mylifecreated.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at The Mechanism. I'm on Instagram at One Mechanism. Um, I also have a book out called Astrology for Happiness and Success. Uh, I talk about how to get over heartbreak and, you know, dealing with family stuff and self-care tips and all of that. So um, you can also pick that up if, if, uh, interested. Yes. Um, the book is one of my favorites. I have a few astrology books 
yeah, I have a few. Um, this is one that I have like circled, highlighted, Pev pages <laughs> bent back. Um, but the one thing I do love about Mecca's book is that she has um, daily affirmations in them. And so sometimes mm-hmm. when I need to, when I'm trying to work, like, oh, what do what do I want to affirm right now? Like, what, what am I doing? And I'll just open her book. I have those pages bent back for my sign, Sag, and I'll be like, okay, my daily affirmations for love. Okay, which one am I going to focus on? So, um, yeah, I think it's dope. So if you have not gotten a copy of Mecca's book, please be sure to pick it up. And she has coloring books too. Oh, yes, yes. I have a, I have a line <laughs> of coloring books, um, one for each of the 12 signs. So um, make sure you go and grab those. Those are really cool, too, like for like decompressing and, yes. you know, de-stressing from all of the <laughs> crap going on right now. So, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much, Becca. It was, thank I can't you. believe it's been this long, but it's always... <laughs> no, it's always a pleasure. It's always so fun uh, to have the birthday twin on, so... Yay. Thank you. All right, guys, that is it for another episode of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. I want to thank our guest Mecca Woods for coming on and dropping so much dope, dope knowledge. If you want to do more, like I said, book a reading, buy one of her books. And again, I apologize to any uh, Gemini men if I've hurt your feelings, but facts are facts. <laughs> And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. You might just hear your review in the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratcheting you. Until next time.